Hi, and welcome to The Strad Podcast. I'm Davina Shum, I'm a cellist, and I'm the online editor at The Strad. The topic of adult beginners and adult learners is one that resonates with many readers of The Strad. Here to chat with me about the mindset of adult students is violinist and teacher Rachel Ridge, who has written extensively on the subject for thestrad.com. She's the founder of the Adult Violin Academy and speaks about her experience teaching adults, particularly as adults will approach learning an instrument very differently from a child. She speaks about the importance of growth and progression, having a community, not being afraid to make mistakes and to take risks, as well as other factors that will help adult learners on their musical journey. Here's Rachel. Rachel, welcome to the Strad podcast. So regular readers and regular visitors to the strad.com would have seen your blog posts, which were featured over the last year, focusing on the topic of teaching adult students and teaching adult beginners um, and the challenges and approaches that come with that. Today, we're here to talk a little bit about the mindset of adult students, um, given your experience teaching adult pupils. How long have you been teaching adults for and how many pupils do you have at the moment? So I have been teaching private lessons for over 12 years, I think. So adults tend to come and go. It's been the issue. It's part of the reason why I created the online course because schedules were always getting in the way or jobs were getting in the way. So currently I only have two, but I have taught at least 10 that come to mind right away, um, adults in that time span. And then I currently have a few online as well. So I think I have five that I'm doing online right now. Only one in person, but five online. So even though it's not a large number, like I've taught several over the years. Yeah, as you said, adults tend to come and go. And in my experience, I've found that to be true as well, because obviously they have lives, you know, life sometimes gets in the way. Sometimes they have to look after other family members or other commitments come up or maybe, you know, there's financial pressure as well. So, you know, in your experience teaching these adults that, you know, sometimes come and go, what sort of positive qualities do you see in the adults that really do make a a fair go of learning an instrument later in life? That's kind of getting into the mindset thing because there's usually a point where they realize that this is a bit more challenging than what they kind of anticipated and the people who continue and keep going and push through that they are more willing to accept criticism and I don't mean just mean from their teacher, I mean like self-criticism, like they're able to work through that and be like, okay, I'm not bad, I'm in progress. And they have more of a growth mindset versus like, I have to be perfect on this. And they're more patient with themselves as far as if it doesn't happen by a certain time period, that's okay. As long as they're seeing progress. Yeah, sort of more about the journey rather than yes. the end results. And it's interesting, I guess, with adult students, a lot of them are already experts in their field in another discipline. And so it can be quite difficult for them to suddenly be in the shoes of a student. Why am I not good at something straight away? You know, whereas at work, they might be the expert and just be able to achieve something straight away. How do you deal with getting adult students into an ideal mindset for learning an instrument? Yes, they are experts in their field and learning something new is challenging, but learning an instrument I think is like an extra challenge. So every musician struggles with mindset, right? Because 
it's just kind of a thing. I think it catches adults off guard because when they pick up new hobbies, like if I pick up baking or if I pick up sewing, like there's like a step-by-step process, right? And I can achieve like a certain level of adequacy at that. Whereas playing a musical instrument, it's so multifaceted that Mm -hmm. it catches them off guard. Like, oh, I'm not going to achieve adequacy very quickly here. Like this is going to take a bit of a process. So in answer to your question, helping them understand that, like helping them see the complexity of this thing that they're trying to achieve and help them recognize like, that's okay that you're not achieving it because this is kind of a different monster, right? A different project that you're taking on here. And also helping them break down like their strengths and weaknesses. Like this is something that you're good at and here is something that we could have some progress with and help them strategize their practice a little bit more effectively. So that they're seeing, okay, I'm seeing this progress here. This is where I need to work on here. Here's the plan. Because step-by-step things are easier than just, oh, I'm bad at bowing. Oh, I'm bad at intonation. Oh, I'm bad at everything. Like, what do I do? (laughs) Like, giving them a plan of action is really helpful. And takes a step back from the really emotional side of it as well. Because sometimes it can be easy to really get down about, oh, my bowing hasn't improved or... I mean, a common complaint with adult students might be the physical limitations of being able to play certain things. But yeah, as you say, having a step-by-step progression is is helpful in that way. Yeah, because otherwise it feels too open-ended and there's too many facets to focus on. So you need Mm. to have like plans for each of those different things. So whether it's bowing or intonation or the specific skill that you're trying to accomplish or a passage in a piece of music. Yeah. It's just so overwhelming, I guess, multi-option anxiety. So um, do you have particular examples of students? Well, first of all, maybe a student that has not gone to plan and compared with a student that has progressed the way that was intended. A student that has not gone. So it kind of broke my heart a little bit because this person had been doing this for years. Like, I think three to five years had been taking lessons and then it was just like a mental wall and they couldn't get over what they perceived as their lack of progress. In my mind, it was just, okay, we've reached this point where you're kind of on the cusp of like breaking through to a next level kind of thing, but they couldn't see that and it was very defeating. And then on top of that, other life situations happened at the same time and They just stopped taking lessons, and I don't think they've picked it up really since. And it's really Mm -hmm. sad to me because now if they were to pick it up, they probably would have to start a little bit farther back from where they left off and relearn certain things and get back into the groove of practicing and then Mm -hmm. still have that struggle that they were left off at to break through. Do you think it's kind of that lack of understanding or the lack of enjoyment of being kind of where they are at the time? Like with they're the kind of person that's always sort of looking beyond that point, that mental wall, but just not quite able to go over that obstacle. Yes, they weren't enjoying for sure where they were at anymore. And it's very difficult as a teacher sometimes to help with that because I can encourage you and I can give you the tools and the tricks and the tips. But sometimes it does just come down to the determination to get through that. I do think probably the biggest 
asset to help you with through those things is community. And this person, it wasn't very active on social media and there wasn't a huge group for them to connect with in person. So if you have a community, that's such a gold mine because then you know you're not alone. Like that's a normal mm-hmm. struggle. You've been there. Other people have been there and you can connect with those people and they can encourage you to get through that. Whereas just a teacher alone, it's not always enough. Yeah. Speaking of community, you run the Adult Violin Academy Facebook page where yes. I assume you're hoping to foster this community of adult learners. So tell me a little bit about that. Like, have you seen some kind of nice heartwarming success stories of people using the community in order to solve their problems together? Yes, as a source of encouragement. I have actually. And even though this is kind of like in the baby stages, my group is still growing. um, I have seen very positive comments, encouragement, people saying, oh, I've been there. Don't worry. You'll get through that. Or even offering tips and tricks from what they have tried, what their teachers have told them. It's I love it. I really love it. And I hope that it grows and it only gets better because that as a teacher, that just really warms my heart to see everyone kind of working together. Mm -hmm. So we talked a little bit about a student that, you know, it was heartbreaking to see them stop playing. Tell me a bit about students that you've seen really flourish as adult learners. What is it that they kind of have that sort of sets them on that path to I don't want to say success because success is not always something that we necessarily reach and it's not a finite point, but succeed in enjoying the journey and enjoying the sense of progression. If you don't mind, I just want to talk about that word success for just a second because success for me and my students in my studio is enjoyment of the process because you're right. Like if we just define success as an end point, like who that's that's too arbitrary like who defines that yeah totally yeah like a box to tick it's like well then you've done it and then then what yeah (laughs) and success is it's not just about learning your instrument it's about developing as a human being because sometimes learning an instrument makes you think about parts of yourself that you didn't really have to think about before like okay am I going to push through this do I have the patience, do I have the problem-solving skills to deal with this? And also, we tend to, even amateurs, I've noticed, really personalize our music and feel like a very personal connection to it. So Mm -hmm. allowing ourselves to say, okay, that ugly sound came from me, but that's okay because I'm still learning. So yeah, success, I think, is different than what most people define. That's why I didn't want to say it was, you know, final point because it's like, what is success? It's so different for everybody. Totally agree. So a student that comes to mind, this person, I would say he's very introspective and he asks a lot of questions. So I love it. And is very interested in how to connect all the different facets of music. So like oral skills and theory and wants to know how they all connect. So it's a love of learning, a love of understanding Mm. and the willingness to make an ugly sound. In fact, I just told them at their last lesson, like, it's so nice to work with you because you're not afraid to make an ugly sound. You're not afraid to play out. And I can work with that. If you were like holding back and playing really shy and afraid, then I have to get you to play first before I can fix any technical errors. It's that fear of failure that can be really stifling, that can 
stop people from experimenting and just trying something. And because if you don't try something because you're scared you're going to fail, that's also going to stop you from trying the possibility that you might actually have a better chance of progression. It's interesting, like people who are wanting to learn and understand the fundamentals, like why something is the way it is, rather than just doing it because that is the way it is. Actually, that's one thing I wanted to ask you is, have you ever been in a situation where you've taught an adult student and they ask a lot of questions that you might not necessarily know the answers to? I'm just thinking about how, in my experience teaching adults, for example, you'll teach a child and you just tell them something such as, G major's got one sharp and they just learn that and they accept it and that's fine. But an adult student will always ask why and that's not always an answer that you can give in a very short amount of time. <laughs> What's your sort of tips for the adults that have to know the answer to everything? I have to say that's my favorite part. That's my favorite part about teaching <laughs> because it forces me to be a better teacher, but also a better player. I have to think about, okay, why do I do that? This was modeled for me actually from my private teacher. So I feel very blessed that I had this experience, but I will take the time in the lesson to be like, okay, you're asking me, why my bow hand has to be shaped this way. That's an easier one, but I can't think of a more mm. complex one off the top of my head. But, and I'll just stand in my mirror and I'll be like, okay, why is this this way? What am I doing to make that sound? Or what am I doing to create whatever it is? And analyze myself and then be like, oh, okay, this is why we do that. And because sometimes, yeah, as a kid, as someone who started much earlier in life, it was just, okay, you do this, and then you do this, and then you do this, because kids just are like, okay, and they do it. And so sometimes the why behind it wasn't always taught, and so I have to like think through myself, which is really fun for me. Yeah, and then you sort of fill in the gaps afterwards, don't yes. you? If you learn something as a kid, and then as an adult, you're like, oh, that's why. An adult sometimes wants all the answers to be filled in right from the beginning. Sometimes I find that tricky, but I think, as you say, it's a good way to sort of assess your own playing. And sometimes I'll be like, okay, I'm going to have to sit on this for the week and I'll get back to you next week, but I will sit on this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, oh, but I do remember sometimes those why questions do throw you, especially if you've, you, know, you don't have a lot of time and it's like, okay, that's a good approach to have is like, let's discuss this later but I will keep this in mind and then make a mental note discuss circle of fifths in a future lesson yeah. oh gosh theory stuff I wish I remembered more from college and but I'm going to currently go through some more theory stuff with one of my students and I'm really excited to like refresh my memory because I love theory <laughs> it's good that you'll be able to impart that onto your students we talked a lot about what the positives and negatives of these different mindsets have been and ultimately if someone can have a growth mindset and a love of learning and an ability and I guess okayness, I don't know what the right word is, to, to make an ugly sound. Mm -hmm. Like to, to make mistakes is not something that they're afraid of. And yeah. to be willing to kind of self-reflect on why they feel afraid or why they feel this and kind of work through that, I guess an openness and a vulnerability is also really important. And a recognizing that this skill that they want to take on isn't going to be like other skills that they've wanted to learn because it's not a simple step-by-step -step process. 
it's super multifaceted. Like you're learning a new language. If you've never read music before, you are mm. using your muscles and your fine motor skills in ways that you have never used them probably before. And creating this sound that is very nuanced and takes a balance of control and relaxation that can't be taught super easily. And it's just a matter of being aware of what your body is doing, understanding all of that so that you can just be like, okay, this is going to be hard and that's okay if I sound bad. <laughs> <laughs> well said. Yeah. And just kind of being, being okay with where you are now. Yes. Like it's always good to strive for self-betterment and improvement, but also just enjoying where you're at too. The only like piece of encouragement that I would give is the community aspect. Like if you have a community, dive into that. Mm. But also know this is not something that just adult learners struggle with. Like everybody struggles through this. And I don't think that it ever really fully stops. Like yeah. I still struggle with feeling inadequate or feeling like oh I should be at a certain point and I have to remind myself no like that's that's this is where I am this is I've made choices to have a family or to do this or to do that that limits my time to practice but I'm still a professional I still have the degree I still can perform it's just might not be Hillary Hahn level, but this is where I am. Like, yeah. This is where I am and I'm happy. Yeah, here. accepting your own personal path and not trying to follow someone else's path or be like someone else. And I think what you said is really good advice for just life in general, not just pursuing music in an amateur way or, or as a professional or however you choose to enjoy music. It can definitely be applied to other aspects of life and other careers too. Thanks so much for sharing your insights on adult beginners and adult learners and we'll direct listeners to your articles on the strad.com where they can delve a little bit more into your experiences with the community and your insights as well so thanks a lot great thank you so much for having me on here that was Rachel Ridge. And seeing as Rachel spoke about community before, if you're an adult learner, do share your experiences with us. Find us on our socials or send an email to thestrad at thestrad.com. And check out the show notes for examples of Rachel's blogs she's written for us, as well as details of her online course and her Facebook community page. And don't forget to check out thestrad.com where you'll find the latest news, articles, and reviews on all things to do with string playing. If you like what you see and hear, register and subscribe to access exclusive archival content from 2010 onward. We've got 50% off an online subscription for students. And if you're not sure you're ready to subscribe, take out a free trial for seven days. Start reading right away with no strings attached. And if you happen to be on Apple Podcasts right now, give us a little review or rating. It will help other people discover this podcast. Thanks for listening and tune in again soon for another episode. Take good care. Bye. <laughs>